Hello again. Thank you for listening. Welcome to another Fast Track episode of Hear Her Sports. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery. I am so excited. Team USA pole vaulter Katie Najat agreed to hop on the phone for a bit. We check in to see how she's doing in these early stages of COVID-19. We talked after the Olympics were postponed and just days before the new dates, July 2021, were announced. Be sure to follow Katie. She posts stunning, action-packed images on Instagram and has always been open about how her training is going. Find links to her blog and social in the show notes on our website, hearhersports.com. Now, onto the show. Today I'm speaking to Katie Najat, one of the top American pole vaulters, currently ranked fourth in the world, so also one of the best in the world. In 2017, she moved to Washington State to train with Brad Walker and has been making incredible gains for the past several years. Some recent results include a gold medal at the 2018 USA Indoor Track and Field Championships and a silver at the 2019 Pan Am Games. Katie Najat is a past guest, so I'm really excited to have her back. Welcome, Katie. Thank you for having me again. I loved doing it the first time, so. Well, great, thank you so much. Could you start by setting the scene? Like, where are you living right now? Where are you training? And what it's like where you are? Yeah, so we moved to Atlanta, Georgia area. I'm about 30 minutes outside of Atlanta and Powder Springs, Georgia. And we're training at Life University. Uh, My coach that was training the college kids at Washington State He got into chiropractic school at Life, and so because he moved down, we all followed him (laughs) because if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. And yeah, so he, as of right now, it's, it's a little crazy, obviously. The tracks have been shut down, and you know, at Life University, everything's shut down. We're pretty lucky because we have access to this private facility in the middle of nowhere, it's this basically old abandoned like warehouse that has been turned into a pole vault facility. And so during the day, we're able to go in there. So it's just the couple of us that are able to get in and train there. And they wow. have some lifting equipment in there. So we're, we're pretty fortunate. Our county just got on that lockdown of like a couple of days ago. So I haven't practiced last couple of days. But that facility is actually in a different county, so I'm not sure, you know, we might be getting in there in the next couple of days. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's crazy because, yeah. you know, in I forget who I was saying this to, but it's like as athletes, we are conditioned and, and praised to, you know, that win at all costs, that train at all costs mentality. And now it's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> Because obviously this is so serious, but it's, you know, like it just feels so wrong to not train. But obviously, like, you know, this is bigger than us. So it's just it's a very strange feeling. And my coaches a couple of years ago would never believe that I would do that because I was the laziest athlete they probably had on the team. (laughs) Um, But now it's just I have a whole different kind of, you know, mentality and a work ethic. And so it's just it's it's just strange. Well, you know, I mean, also for so many athletes, training and being an athlete and competing is such a part of our identity. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And particularly for you, this is your life right now. It really is. Yeah. And that's, you know, prize money is a big help. You know, most of that has gone down the window. They postponed three more of the Diamond League meets through May. Mm. And so Diamond Leagues are 
pretty much the biggest meets that we compete in other than Olympics and world championships. And so those are our ways to eat basically it's decent prize money. And so that's, you know, without prize money, it's, it definitely makes it a little bit more difficult. Right. For sure. Well, let's talk about how you're adjusting your training and, I want to emphasize for listeners that preparing to make an Olympic team involves such a highly crafted timetable. So any shift in competition schedule can really stir things up. And, you know, we're seeing something so much bigger than that right now. So what changes are you making and how are you managing that? Yeah, well, honestly, I'm I'm not even sure yet because my coach is going to be the one that will sit down and rearrange everything because it is so far away. That does help. It's not like it's just in, in some ways it helps. In some ways it's more of a disadvantage. But there is time, which is nice. And it will be about the same time as it was this year is my guess. I don't know for sure. Date hasn't been announced as far as I know. But my guess is they'll make it like another, you know, Olympics. They'll try to replicate it as best they can. So right. I think the way he was talking was we will try to have competitions once everything calms down a bit. It won't, it might not be those competitive international opportunities that our season usually looks like, but you know, we can put on some local meets that are just pole vault where we can still bring in some good competition. You know, there's an agent that lives here that is the agent to a lot of the best pole vaulters in the world and in the country. And so we can, bringing good athletes. And so it's, we'll just have to figure out, you know, when those could be. So ideally we want to keep training this year. I wouldn't say normally, like it it wouldn't be just like it has been, but we're on a good path right now with my training. And so I think ideally we want to kind of continue that. We'll obviously make modifications where, you know, we'll, I, I don't I don't even know what that'll look like, but just differences in, you know, when we go really heavy in the weight room versus later, like that's obviously going to change. And during the spring season, there's usually a competition. And so the way that it looks typically is, you know, you have a vault day, you have two days of lifting, and then you get a, uh, a travel day, you get a rest day or a recovery day where it's like you're basically doing a shakeout, like a pre-meet, mm-hmm. and then you compete. And so that's going to be very different. And to be honest, I, I don't know what that's all going to look like. But right. like everybody's at this disadvantage, which is comforting in a way. It's like no one really knows what to do. So it no one's really at a disadvantage if everyone's at a disadvantage. <laughs> right, right. And my coach is awesome. And he was an elite athlete himself I mean two-time world champ so it's and he just gets he just understands the body and peaking and all of that in a way that I don't and a lot of people don't and Mm -hmm. so it's comforting knowing yeah he might not exactly know what we're doing yet but he will and so that's comforting yeah what role is he playing like right this minute, like what role does he play sort of, I guess, to keep you calm and sort of focused and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, he, I think, is kind of in disbelief. You know, it was only announced a couple of days ago that it was officially canceled. So it was just like, all right, I don't, I I mean, I think for some of my training group, 
it works to their advantage because it gives them more time to hit the standard. And so it's, it's funny because like, I get it, but I was on the other end of the spectrum of like, I have the standard and like, I, I want to make this team and I want to jump at the trials. And I wrote this in a blog yesterday, but the trials are the most stressful meet that I've ever been a part of. Just, you have to be top three on that day. And that's what our entire career comes down to. So it's just like, the thought of like putting that off another year was just like, like please don't. <laughs> but I get it. And so he's kind of like understanding both of it at least. Yeah, he's obviously being really supportive. And I wasn't feeling great the last two days. I feel better today. So it's I don't think it's anything serious. But like I've just stayed home and I ordered some gym equipment. So I've been able to, to get some stuff done just at home. And But yeah, he's... I think he is about as supportive and as you can be in this situation. Like, obviously it's like, okay, this is what we have to do. And this we're, we're going to, we're going to figure it out. Like that's kind of always been his approach. So it's more of just a matter of fact of like, okay, this is the card we're dealt. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. One of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is, you know, how not to let this time past just sort of to get through it and how to maybe take advantage of it. Have you and your coach figured out a way that you can take advantage of it? I I don't know, maybe you have injuries or you have something in particular that you were thinking like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time to figure that out before the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, I actually had rolled my ankle back in, oh goodness, when was it? It was about the time of the Super Bowl. And I was actually out not jumping for four weeks, five Mm -hmm. weeks, but I I didn't really tell anyone that because it was just like, this will heal up and I will be back on the runway and it'll be fine. But I had actually already chosen not to do an indoor season at that point to train. And then I rolled my ankle and it was like, well, there goes, (laughs) there goes that. I did a lot of bike workouts, which are not fun, but Mm -hmm. get them done. So in a way, yes, this does give us more time. And and I said this in my blog yesterday, I, every, every preseason that I've had with Brad has worked in my favor. I, I just, he has really tried to change things in my jump and that just takes time. And so every preseason that I've had, I've come into the season exponentially better than I did before. And so having this time to really just make the changes and rep it out over and over again on the runway, that's, I think, going to be a huge advantage for me. So initially it was like, oh, no, but now it's like, oh, this could be really good. (laughs) This could be really, really good. Right. So your mental attitude right now seems really good. How do you feel about it? I mean, do you feel positive? Yeah, it's, it's strange. It's obviously a really weird situation. And when I first heard that it was possible I was pretty upset because it's just you work four years for this and there was also the possibility of it being canceled too and that I would have been devastated because anything can happen in a four-year time span and it's like I'm kind of starting to peak now and four years from now I'll be you know 33 for Mm -hmm. the games and it's just like that's that's getting a little bit older and it's going to be a little bit harder to kind of you never know who's going to come around in four years and so I think 
when that first came out, I was a bit upset and I, but I understand, like, I, I definitely get it. This is obviously bigger than sports, but you know, selfishly, it's like, this is what you work for your entire career is making an Olympic games. And so then once it was postponed, I actually, I wasn't expecting it, but I just kind of felt this relief of like, oh, we have time to like get even better. And I just feel like what me and my coach are doing right now, before this was announced, I was jumping. I am jumping better technically than I ever have before. And so with pole vault, it's drills are good, but it's just getting on the runway over and over and over again to rep it out. And that just takes time. And right. so it's like, okay, I'm actually really excited to have the time. And I think I remember from the last time we spoke that there's a limit to how many times you can jump just because it's so taxing. Yeah. So typically in a session, it's, I mean, depending how far you're coming from, some people can take like 30 jumps and they're monsters and machines, but that lasts like three to four hours. Right. I would say with all of our training that we do, we're pretty heavy lifting based as well. Whereas like other programs maybe aren't, I would say I, if it's a full approach day, probably 10 10 jumps. Mm. So yeah, you are limited. And so when you're trying to compete on top of that and in competitions, you know, people, myself, (laughs) have a tendency to revert to old habits just because the bar is there, the adrenaline's up, it's an anxiety situation. And so, you know, I have a tendency to revert. And so this will just allow practice to make the jump exactly how we want and then that will become habits so right, hopefully right. I can't even go back to old habits right do you prefer training or competition and how without competition do you think that you'll be able to maintain focus I definitely prefer competition I think most people do but had this been I don't know back when I was training at Ashland so before the last Olympic cycle even like up to 2017 this would have destroyed me because I could not practice. I was very mentally weak. I was afraid to pole vault. And I like I still am a little bit. That's never fully, <laughs> completely gone away. But I just would take a couple jumps in a session with adrenaline to, to get up in the air. I would just run down, throw my hands up, and hope for the best. Like I just I didn't know how to think on the runway or focus on the runway or see anything. It was just run down. It was all blur, throw my hands up and, and jump. Wow, and you were and, still so good. <laughs> I don't know. But I improved exponentially once I was actually able, like Brad taught me how to take the emotion away and make it just logical. Like you come down the runway and you're trying to execute this and this. So now I actually really enjoy practices. I'm not afraid to go to vault sessions. <laughs> And I like, I still will sometimes feel that kind of like anxiety. I've had to train my brain, like how to focus so that I don't let that get the best of me and consume me. And it's like every day I come in, I'm kind of just like, I'm fighting that anxiety of just like pushing that away and it's getting easier and easier, but it's still, had this been, yeah, five years ago, this would have been the worst thing ever for me because I, I needed to compete and I needed adrenaline to get into shape, if that makes sense, yeah. like competition shape. And so it's it's different when you actually come into a practice session able to take it up under any circumstances, no matter how you're feeling. 
it's fun. Sure. Yeah. Do you have, I mean, other than the obvious making the Olympic team, do you have goals maybe about technique or, you know, I think I remember that you have been adjusting your pole length. So do you have any Mm -hmm. goals like that for this next year? Yeah. I mean, I, back in 2018, I took shots of the world record and I think technically I'm better than I was even then. Last year at the world championships, the last bar that I didn't make, my height over it was was huge. And I think a lot of people, I, I got a lot of comments from people that were like, whoa, <laughs> like that was, that was way up there. So, and that was still you know, not executing things the way that we are trying to now and that I am right now. And so basically by changing nothing, it's like, okay, that's a possibility. I was taking shots at it. I'm way up there in the air. Like that's a possibility. But if we make these changes, it will just make me that much more powerful coming into the jump. It will, it will make, it will make it easier to get on the sticks that will toss me that high mm-hmm. and it will just be like so fluid that, you know, I'll just catch it right. And, and so like, I, I, yeah, I would say a world record is definitely a goal, but that's I'm cool. not naive, you know, that's why I'm taking training very seriously. And it's definitely, it's definitely a goal. Right. And that just comes with just, yeah, it, just every day working to make that take off and the technique just a bit, a little bit cleaner. I might be repeating myself, but like, how are you going to proceed you and Brad between now and when you hear about like when Olympic qualifiers are going to be and when competition starts and stuff like that? Like what's going to be your Um, process every day? What's your day? What are your days going to look like? Like up until then? Yeah. um, To be honest, I'm, I'm not sure. We were supposed to sit down like this training group and have a meeting about it yesterday, but I wasn't feeling so great. And right. so I was just like, I'm going to keep my distance considering <laughs> everything. Like normally I'd be like, I'm fine. Right. But, and I, like I said, I feel way better, which I, I don't think happens if you're really sick these days. But, <laughs> but, uh, so honestly, I don't know. Um, but my guess is that we will at least try to stay sharp, um, get lifting in. Like I ordered a whole squat rack and a barbell. Wow. And my coach has bumper plates, the ones that you can like actually drop for Olympic and powerlifting. So USA Track and Field was so kind as to give the tier funded athletes, their top athletes, you know, a stipend towards gym equipment oh, that's um, great. because of, yeah. So that was wonderful. So I already had a bike and I already had like a bench and some light dumbbells, but now because I already have those, I got a squat rack and, you know, a heavier barbell, a hex bar. And so it's like, okay, we could still do lifting in my garage, which is so great. And then, yeah, we'll keep trying to go to that that warehouse as long as we can. It's nice because it really is in the middle of nowhere. It's really secluded and it's just us that go in. So it is, it is as safe as you could be aside from like having it in my backyard. It is about (laughs) as great of an option as you could have right now. So yeah, I think we'll still 
we'll try to stay sharp as best we can. You know, my coach made the comment, you know, we've made such good progress that you don't want to just stop that. Right. Um, sure. And, and like I said, there, there will be competitions this year. I don't know what they look like. I don't know where they're going to be, but we will set some things up. If nothing else, just pull vault meets or just go to facilities that are great places to jump and just make meat out of it. And so ideally I'd like to just stay as in shape for that as I can. It's terrific that the Federation gave you guys that money. Are they doing anything else? Yes. Um, they're providing like, you know, a lot of counseling and things mm-hmm. like that, as much information about COVID-19 as they can. They provide a, a health insurance mm-hmm. and lead athlete health insurance. And actually I got an email that if you want to get tested for coronavirus, that it would be completely covered mm-hmm. under that insurance, which is <laughs> wonderful. And so they are providing things on top of what the tier program does already. You know, they give a coaching stipend, they give a therapy treatment stipend, they give just a base amount of just like you did this well last year, here's some funding for this year. So, so yeah, especially with how big USA track and field is and how many athletes they have, they do a good job. That's good to hear. And so it's really nice. Yeah. One of the other things I've been thinking about with all of this is how staying in place is differently impacting introverts and extroverts. Have you thought about that at all? <laughs> and which are you? It's funny because I can be both. Right. I would definitely say I'm an extrovert, like through and through. But there are times when I just want to be home doing nothing. <laughs> like where I'm just like, <laughs> I just want to watch Netflix for like ten hours or build a puzzle or whatever. And so in some ways, this is great. Actually, my boyfriend and my puppy are here. He was living in Gainesville, Florida, and came up. He was coaching a club rowing team. He, he is the coach of a club rowing team in Gainesville. It's a youth and master's program. And they had had the last couple of weeks, just like week by week canceling. And they just found out their youth nationals, all youth and club nationals are canceled. So his season is now done. Mm. And so I think he's going to be here for a while. So I guess we'll really find out how much we like each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's great because we just got a puppy not too long ago. And so we have the time to, he's keeping us entertained and busy and and just you know, running him out of the house when he goes pee in the house. And it's just, but so it's, I'm okay with it. And I'm trying to make the best of it. Like I said, we like doing puzzles. We like playing board games. We like watching TV. I'm spending a lot less money on food going out to eat. I'm cooking in <laughs> so much more than I ever have. Me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so it's been different, but it's, I, I'm trying to appreciate it as best I can. So. I feel like yeah. I've been healthier cooking at home more than eating out. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I, my mom said that, I think, and I was like, well, I'm using a lot more butter than I ever have before. So maybe <laughs> like, maybe I'm not. Cause I, it's like, okay, I can eat pretty healthy for these couple meals. Cause I know I'm going to eat out later. And now I'm just, <laughs> just <laughs> amping up the fat and whatever. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to add before we sign off? I don't think so. This was great. It was cool to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And good luck. We're, of course, going to be continuing to follow you. 
Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Sure. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that does it for this week's show. Head to the show notes to find more about Katie and links to some of the things that she mentioned. That's at hearhersports.com. The most important thing to do is share this with all of your favorite women and sporty friends. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hear Her Sports. It makes my day to hear from listeners, so send an email to elizabeth at hearhersports.com or leave a message on our hotline at 725-BE-BADASS, 725-222-3277. I'd love to hear how things are going for you in COVID-19 and if you have anything of particular interest that you'd like to hear about. Our design is by Agnes Studio and music by the band Goldmines. Wishing you all great health. Till next time, bye-bye. I have a bar cart. It's like behind my table and it's just somewhere I'd never normally set them. But of course, quarantine just, you know, ruins everything. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.